Start already? Okay, let's see. Media here, just in case I need a, a drum or anything or laughing. Oh, God. I wish you wouldn't sound effects. You're like, please, no. <laughs> okay. Sometimes, like, I'm not expecting it, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, there, there it is. Sometimes you're never expecting it. That's no. my goal. That's no. my evil plan. Make sure you, I you mean, don't, you don't okay. know where it's coming from. <laughs> the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. Inspiration and Innovation. We're talking everything you want to know about this medium that we love so much. And we're your hosts, John Middick and Barb Sodiropoulos. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. And sitting right over there, way on over there in Canada, is Barb Sodiropoulos. Barb, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be back and to be recording this show today, another episode, but you know what? I'm super excited, Barb, because we've got a new review over there in Apple Podcasts that I wanted to read today. I, I love this review. This is so nice. It just, it fuels us. It fuels me to read these, um, to know that, you know, somebody is appreciating the podcast. It really does mean a lot. Yeah, we're not just doing it for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is from Salt and Pepper 63. And they write a uh, topic here. I guess the title of it is Most Productive Podcast. They write, I enjoy this podcast more than any other. John and Barb are so much fun to listen to. They are relatable, smart, and accomplished. They make me feel like I can progress in my art. Things to stop telling yourself, I guess is the episode that they're referring to. They discuss the hows of color pencil and inspire me to explore different papers, different pencils, etc. I've dropped the perfectionism and am more free to enjoy this medium and soon others. I can't wait for August and more episodes. Thank you. Well, thank you, Salt and Pepper 63. That was wonderful. Appreciate that so much. So today we're going to talk about ways to shift your creative perspective and inspire even better art. So if you're looking for ways to just unleash your creativity or leveling up in your craft, then Barb and I have some inspiring ideas for you today. Yeah, that's right. So today's episode, we'll be discussing finding creative inspiration through using other mediums taking courses outside your medium to find some inspiration and ways you can find your artistic voice in colored pencil and beyond. Awesome. All right. So finding creative inspiration through the use of other mediums. Let's talk about that for a moment. So uh, if, you know, I, I think most colored pencil artists, uh, I fall into this category. I think Barb does as well, or I know Barb does. Yeah. Uh, probably even more <laughs> so than I do. But Using, I mean, most of us don't just use colored pencil. We share the space with many other mediums. And so I used to oil paint a long, long time ago, but I also did a lot of graphite drawing, some charcoal, but mostly graphite, I even did some pastel. Then when I got more serious about art, I don't know, I was turning 40 or something like that is what happened. And I started drawing in graphite and that was my main interest. And I didn't really have any interest in any other medium at that time. And then I gravitated over towards colored pencil because I wanted a little more detail in my work. Now I've incorporated a lot of other mediums, uh, water soluble, 
types of mediums, paint pastel. I dibble dabble a little bit with gouache and other things. I think it's important, don't you, Bart? Because if, if we have that influence of other mediums and we're thinking about other ways of accomplishing maybe the same thing that we've done over and over again in our chosen medium or subject. And so it just can allow you to think of ways that are more creative. It'll push you uh, in a positive way, can allow you just to think differently about maybe color theory or about edges or values or something like that in ways that maybe you haven't ever experienced before if you switch up and embrace another medium. I think one of the things that's really, uh, you know, common to colored pencil artists is maybe this frustration, too, because the medium is so slow. Sometimes creatively, it can feel yeah. very stifling and almost like you want to get, you know, you'll have this burst of creative energy and you'll want to get all this artwork out. But because of the slowness of the medium, it sort of it, it kind of kills your momentum sometimes, I mm -hmm. think. So some of the advantages of either using other mediums with colored pencil or even just switching sometimes is just to be able to kind of like have that creative release and get those projects out and, you know, do yeah. like a bunch of really quick things and just feel like you accomplished something. Because I think if if you're the kind of person that maybe uh, doesn't have a ton of patience, which colored pencil certainly requires, especially if you're using it by itself, right. um, it allows you to have this, like I said, a creative release where you're, you know, you're able to just do a bunch of artwork in a short amount of time. And, and you actually start to see how fast other mediums are in comparison. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I'll talk about this a little bit more um, coming up here, but, you know, I've been painting a lot recently. And I mean, I did something like 20 paintings in the course of yeah. like a month and some of them were really large. <laughs> and it's like to even like fathom trying to do that same amount of right. work with colored pencil is like crazy talks. <laughs> oh, oh, big time. Yeah. But don't you also see it like Barb, like the, like there's a way of turning the corner quickly on a different medium also gives you some type of experience and methodology yeah. that you really can't get sometimes if you're only working in colored pencil and only doing you know i don't know one to five pieces a year but yeah. then you go to a smaller uh maybe smaller palette size or something a uh, composition size and then you narrow down the palette and you're using a water media, that, which is very quick, typically. And then you just sail through that and get something yeah. done. Yeah, it, it teaches you something. Well, I think color theory, you mentioned it, is one of the biggest ones that I find sometimes really mm -hmm. changes for you when you use mm -hmm. other mediums. Like, I painted quite a bit before I came over to color pencil. But, um, you know, even with what I've been doing recently, like, I feel like I've learned even more. And there's just, there's, there's things that you can learn about different aspects, like technical aspects about creating art that sometimes if you skip over to another medium for a yeah. bit, it really like changes your perspective on that, or it right. gives you some sort of additional education in it that you can bring back to the medium that you primary, primarily work in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think there's just so many advantages sometimes to just, you know, even if you're having a bit of a creative block, honestly, like just switching mediums sometimes for a bit, if that's something you're comfortable doing is really helpful. Like that yeah. said, I mean, yeah. don't go out and spend a ton of money investing in 
starting a whole new medium. Ideally, this works well if it's something that you're already familiar with, because you don't want to give yourself that frustration of, well, now I got to learn how to oil paint, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I would say, try to oil painting 101. Yeah, yeah. So I would say this, this works best, obviously, if you're, you're switching back and forth between mediums, you already have some familiar, familiarity with. Yeah. Um, but palette cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. I I do it all the time. Honestly, like it, it, I find it so creatively rewarding to just be able to shift gears like that sometimes. Right. Oh, definitely. And if you're thinking today, well, Barb, John, I don't, I don't work in any other medium. That's okay. You know what? That's okay. So switch up something, then just work in a sketchbook for a moment, you know, something you don't care about or uh, limit the palette very, very small, something like that. Or even that, but. color pencil to graphite is an easy transition because, you know, yep. a set of pencils isn't going to, you know, rob you blind in terms of cost, exactly. right? Like you can, and you know, the the techniques are somewhat similar in the sense that you can switch over to that. And sometimes too, you know, if something in your work, for example, if you're having a lot of struggle with um, values and contrast, sometimes mm, just mm-hmm. switching to only working in say grayscale or black and white mm-hmm. will help you really understand that a little bit more and give you that opportunity to practice that skill set or maybe let you look at it as soon as color is removed. You know, you can give yourself this different perspective yeah. on understanding value because you're not focusing so much on the correct color anymore. You're, you're focusing on value, which is so important when you Definitely. do come back to color. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So going one step forward, you can also take courses outside of your medium to find inspiration. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I've been taking uh, a course that I signed up for online. It's a big, intensive one-year program. Wow. And essentially, it's like taking art school all over again. But, you know, and for those of you who are familiar with my background, I have a bachelor degree in uh, visual communications and design, but part of that was also doing um, uh, a lot of fine art instruction and illustration instruction. And so I wanted to sort of delve back into learning some of the techniques that maybe I didn't really feel like I learned as well. And so part Uh. of this course that I'm taking is um, there's a whole section that deals with like drawing and oil painting. And I had oil painted before and I took a a specific oil painting class in my first year of college and I never really thought that I learned very much. I didn't learn technique. I didn't learn the things that I wanted to learn essentially, which was a little bit disappointing. And so I sort of put it aside and just kind of was like, well, I guess oil painting is not going to be my thing. And (laughs) I also just wasn't crazy about like the solvents and that sort of thing. So I I had sort of um, written it off in my mind. But uh, one of the great things has been kind of diving back into this. I'm using, you know, water mixable oils, which has been great for me. And it's been really interesting because it's allowed me to sort of find this new inspiration. I mean, I have this whole collection of paintings that I just recently released. And Oh, they're beautiful, beautiful work. Thank you. So and good. I, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever, I haven't ever really done that before. I mean, apart from the Canada 150 series I did, which took, you know, essentially a year to do. Wow. I mean, this I've done, uh, there's nine pieces so far and I've just about completed them all. But I mean, you know, it's just so the nice. amount, I've done it in the space of two months, essentially, wow. which, you know, creatively has been really, yeah. And I mean, even in doing these pieces, 
I've learned a lot about color theory, about how colors interact with each other. Um, I've learned, you know, things that I want to take into my color pencil artwork now. Just Mm. it's been really, really uh, inspiring and invigorating. Mm. And I think, you know, one of the things that's really great about taking courses from from other people who are potentially in a different medium than what you normally work Mm -hmm. in is Mm -hmm. it can really give you this different perspective on creating and on art and you know for myself like i was you know comfortable enough to kind of dive into this and do it because i did have some experience with it so it wasn't you know going to be super frustrating Mm -hmm. because it's not right right something from square one but yeah for sure you know if you can find somebody that you connect with and Uh, you know you like their style of teaching or you like their work or something about them you know, yeah. you don't have to dive in and spend a lot of money. You can just do a free webinar or a small introductory course yeah. and see if that resonates with you. And there's a lot of value to focusing kind of on one person's teaching as opposed to, you know, something like Skillshare where you have, you know, Skillshare is great, but it can be overwhelming because there's so many different people, so many different teaching styles. Yeah. Or it, Udemy it can, or Craftsy, one of those. Sure. Yeah. People so, just jump around from instructor to instructor. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which sometimes there's conflicting information, right? Like, or, oh, and that yeah, can definitely. be great if you're trying to find somebody who you connect with. But ideally, yeah. you know, a lot of people um, who, who are, you know, sort of making more of a living as artists and as teachers, they'll have some sort of like either free or low cost version of what they're doing. Right. Right. And it'll allow you to kind of get a sampler of what they, they offer. Mm-hmm. And that can be a good introductory to seeing if that, you know, that person, that medium or whatever is a match for you. And, you know, yeah. I really think it's great to take these little creative detours and learn from somebody else for a while, because, yeah. you know, even for myself, like I consider myself a lifelong learner in my creative journey. And so, you know, I don't have any problem signing up for courses or artists, you know, advancement things, because I always feel like there's always something new to learn and there's always Absolutely. something that can be gained and either whether it's for myself or something that I can come back and share with all of you. It's 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 really great to always have that mindset to always want to be learning and always yes. be open to it because you gain the most for yourself and for your creative right. pursuits when you when you're in that mindset. Right. Absolutely. I'm really glad you said that. Um, yeah, I, I actually don't want to learn from someone who isn't constantly learning and isn't constantly growing and in and, and consultation with somebody or something. Uh, you know, another good point there, Barb, is um, go outside of your subject matter, too. You know, if, you, if you're all you're doing is portraits, you know, go outside of that. But draw some flowers. If all you're doing is flowers, draw portraits or landscapes or something. Uh, how are you liking? Uh, side note here, I guess, but oh. how, how do you like uh, mi- the water mixable uh, oils like that? I mean, you know that- what? It took me a little while to get used to them because it is a little bit different, and huh. um, it, there's some research involved in like trying to find people who kind of use them <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest, yeah, like I, I'm actually part of what I'm doing since I'm sort of chronicling my journey a little bit with this course that I'm taking on my right, blog right. is. Um, I want to actually address that part of it and specifically the water mixable oil paints because there's I there's certain information I'm able to find, but other information I'm not in relation to like using the medium and techniques and that sort of thing. A lot of it is yeah. very similar, but there's definitely some some differences that I think 
there was a bit of a, a steep learning curve at first. And, you know, the, the course that I'm taking is taught with traditional oils. So sometimes uh, some of the things they're doing don't really like work or apply to the water mixables. Well. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's some, there's mm, some stuff that's interesting. there. But, yeah, but I yeah. mean, again, you know, I always look at these things as like opportunities um, to be able to to share, right? So, yeah. you know, I was like, okay, I, I want to use water mixables. I'm committed to doing this. Well, if the information doesn't exist, I'm going to put the information out there because, you know, you'd be surprised. And just as a note to anyone out there, um, sometimes if the information doesn't exist, sometimes it's on you to, well, it's not on you, but like... <laughs> <laughs> could be. It you could have be an on obligation. You, <laughs> no, no, you are I, obligated. But no, I always look at it like, you know, sometimes people think, well, if the information doesn't exist, well, I guess it doesn't exist. And it's yeah, like, well, yeah. well, take the opportunity to put the information out yeah. there. Because there's, yeah, exactly. There's, there's so many times where I've written a blog post just because it was something that I wanted had to a know. Question or, yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. I, so I researched it and put it out there and then it ends up being a popular blog post you know because everyone else wanted to know yeah somebody needs to take the initiative right so yeah well um, that's why i I started the podcast that's exactly why i started yeah 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 you never you never know who's looking for that information and and you know wants to hear your opinion on it so well i can't wait for that i can't wait to see what other takeaways you have and using that medium that's I've been interested in water soluble oils for a while myself. Well, and and to be honest with you, and not to like toot my own horn here, but I, I do want to mention that uh, one of the pieces in this collection that I just did, um, I had it in a art, a local art show, and I ended up winning an award for one of the pieces. And wow! Congrats! Yeah, thank you. And so what I think is really, um, you know, what I really want to say about that is that, you know, this was a completely, in some ways, new medium to me in a lot of ways, Um, new style, new, whole new everything. I entered it in a competition as a, like, in a bit on a whim, but also just as a, like, let's get some feedback because it was a a competition where you did get judges notes and, and, Uh, you know, critique notes and that sort of thing. So valuable. Yeah. And, and honestly, it was really, it was such a great experience. And like, as much as it was obviously wonderful to have won an award, it was interesting to get this feedback because then you're starting to like, you know, hear from other people who are maybe a little bit more um, uh, proficient in the medium and give you that, they're able to give you that feedback yes. that, you know, when you're sitting there creating in a silo, like this course that I'm taking is a go at your own pace online thing. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm constantly checking in with a teacher or something yeah, like that. Asynchronous so, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think it's a really great example, too, to just show like sometimes you just got to put it out there and try yeah. and see and like you you never know. Yeah. Right. Like like it was a risk for me to do that and and to get that, you know reward back in terms of the feedback and even the award that i won was really really encouraging and sort of you know and even if you don't win an award that's not the point of it it's the point of like you know trying right and putting it out there and 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 seeing seeing what comes of it so yes yes there yeah there's something i i just think there's a lot of advantages uh to putting your work out there anyway it it yeah. takes courage. Yes, I understand that. It really does. But the rewards far outweigh uh, any kind of trepidation you may have, I, I feel. 
That's awesome. So Barb mentioned, uh, you know, taking courses and that, and that's a great way to sort of get outside of the box, get outside of that comfort zone that you have, uh, that is, you know, uh, making you comfortable, making you feel protected and isolated and all those other bad things though, too. Uh, we always think of, uh, being warm and fuzzy if we're in our comfort zone, but it also represents a lot of bad things too. So courses, yes. Books, uh, are good. Magazines are good as well. Um, what else, you know, uh, going and just exposing yourself to different things. And so I want to mention that art mentoring is another thing whereby you can learn something different about your particular art. You can learn about your needs as an artist, your craft and hone that so much better. So if you're seeking, uh, art mentorship, uh, and coaching from other artists, then I highly recommend, you know, you, you find out more about that guide. You find out about their art. Uh, obviously, you're not going to take art mentorship. You're not going to involve yourself in being mentored by someone who you're not looking up to. You don't like their style, you know, obviously, but, um, they may have a track record with working with other artists. And so find out a little bit more about that. But the guidance and the perspective that they may have and the support they may be able to give you as an art mentor can provide you with something that can develop your skill level so much faster and can just boost your art career so much faster than if you're having to go it alone. So they can identify some of your strengths and weaknesses because we all have blinders. We have all these blind spots that we can't understand and see ourselves, but they'll be able to see those things. They can set, help set goals and develop a plan to achieve those goals. The accountability is another huge aspect of art mentorship. A coach can just provide accountability through regular private sessions. And, you know, and it's soft accountability. Oftentimes it's not like you may have uh, assignments that are due. your house and why didn't you do your homework? <laughs> right, right, right. But, but even, even the thought, Barb, I mean, just knowing that you're going to be facing yeah. your mentor, you know, coming up next week or next month is enough motivation sometimes for someone just to kick it into gear, you know. But group coaching is another aspect of art mentorship often that is very valuable. It's something I implemented recently with my art mentoring students where now we come together as a group and so we can handle a little bit more esoteric type of topics uh, that we're not handling in other areas. And so we come together as a group and discuss things like developing your resume or how to submit your proposal for a group or a solo show, uh, how to do certain particular techniques uh, sometimes are things that maybe you're not talking about with every individual student, but some other student has that particular question or there's a critique that they're uh, wanting. And so you're able to just focus uh, a little bit deeper with a group and it exposes the rest of the mentees to some of those things that perhaps they weren't even aware of. So I think that's very important. There's a constant feedback loop where you're in consultation with somebody, that motivation, that strong desire and ambition to learn more about your craft, to hone and develop your skill level going forward. You know, you mentioned the uh, the group coaching, and I think that that's something I just want to talk about a little bit more again, because I think 
You know, yeah. sometimes in a group session, someone will ask a question you haven't thought to ask, or mm-hmm. they'll have a problem that you don't realize also applies to you. And right. sometimes there's just a lot of value to be gained from listening to that other person's experience or, yeah. you know, being able to sort of uh, absorb, <laughs> I guess, additional information from from someone else's artistic journey. So. Yeah. I think, you know, the group coaching stuff is is great. And, um, you know, sometimes those group sessions, too, are like a little bit more accessible in terms of you know, price or whatever. So right. uh, I think, you know, anytime you can get into those those situations, it's helpful. I mean, certainly what I would say one of the biggest advantages to going to art school is, is that, you know, when I was in art school, the Internet wasn't doing what it's doing right now. So. You know, yeah, in hindsight, there's probably a lot I could have taught myself online now with the way YouTube is and that sort of thing. But yeah. but what I would say is, you know, what I will never regret going to art school for is the experience I had with my classmates and the teachers that I had exposure to. That oh, experience right. and that part of it was worth it alone because there was so much that was learned and gained from that in-classroom experience. and you know, being able to uh, talk to other people and practice critiquing others' work and, you know, giving them pointers and tips and right. whatever and, and actively engaging in that process is, in my opinion, a really, really big part of how you evolve as an artist. Because if mm-hmm. you're constantly only creating in a silo, yeah. it's really hard to push forward and to sort of you know, some people are able to do it, but a lot of people aren't, you know, a lot of artists need that feedback loop that you talked about. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult, even if even if you feel like you're someone who doesn't need it. I, I would submit to you that you still do need it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah, I you you just cannot be as objective as you need to be about your own work because we see it. It's like. You know, um, looking at your child and seeing the flaws in your child, you know, it, that's that's difficult to do because you're so biased. Um, Should you know, this perfect just, specimen of a human that I created, this, what this do you person, mean? Right, this, this little angel, what are you talking about? You're <laughs> insane. You know, yeah, it's and so we feel like that about our work, too. And, and so getting an objective more objective opinion from someone else, even though we know it's very, very difficult to be objective. Everyone, every teacher, okay, is subjective to a certain degree, right? But you're getting an outside perspective. And so that is more objective than just yourself. Well, and the flip side to that is if you're overly critical of your art, sometimes you need somebody also to tell you the good things about it and sort of, that's right, you know, because Again, you know, even even for myself, like creating these paintings, they were very, very different for me and very and like I had a roller coaster of emotions where I was like, are they good? Are they terrible? What's happening? (laughs) And so, you know, even for myself, I needed to, you know, sort of reach out to, to, you know, my trusted, uh, you know, circle of people to sort of, you know, get that feedback. I mean, my sister is one of those people that I know will always give me honest critical feedback like she's not going to just say everything i do is great but you know if something's weird she'll probably tell me and i respect her opinion because she's also an artist and yes you know having you know you're one of those people for me too so it's like having having even just that you know well and you are for me too and it sure it's yeah like it is because you know sometimes like 
sometimes you need a little bit of either validation or whatever, or like yeah. sometimes people will see something in your work that even you don't see. And so those, right. you know, that again, that feedback loop is so important. Yeah. And sometimes it can help give you that little push or that little motivation to kind of keep going in a certain direction or to refine yeah. something that maybe uh, you're struggling with and you didn't really, you couldn't put yes. your finger on it, but somebody can kind of come in and be like, oh, if you tried this, this will help you. Or if you, why you try using this different color or whatever, like those kinds of things can be really, really helpful in pushing you forward creatively. And sometimes it'll take one comment that just, yeah. you know, you'll end up just being able to run with it. Oh, absolutely. And especially early on, guys, if you're a brand new artist uh, or you're brand new to color pencil or any medium, uh, then sometimes you'll look at your work and you're, you're like, okay, I know something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. Or I know I like something about it, but there's other things I don't like, but I don't know what it is. And I know that may sound crazy to some of you who consider yourself more advanced or intermediate in your career, but... Um, if you, if you rewind the tape and you go back far enough, you felt that same way. And I still know what that feels like, uh, very, very frequently with pieces. And it's nice just to be able to say, I don't know what's wrong. Look at this. Tell me what it is. And somebody objectively can look at that and because we got blinders on because we're too close to our own work. Someone else can look at it and say, aha, this is what it is. And you would have seen that if it was a student's or someone else's work, you know, yeah. but. Sometimes it's your own that trips totally. us up like that. Yeah. So, and then a great, you know, segue kind of into that is talking also about finding your artistic voice and colored yes. pencil and, and other meetings as well. So when yeah. we're talking about artistic voice, like what does that mean? Some, some people might, might not be too familiar. So mm. when we're talking about artistic voice, we're talking about the way that you mark make, the way that you yep. physically lay paint or pencil or whatever medium it is that you use down. And so that can also be the concepts, the themes or subjects that you're attracted to and mm -hmm. how you individually represent them. So, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that I think, and, and this might be slightly controversial, but, but I mean, one of the things about colored pencil is that you tend to see a lot of the work uh, has a lot of the same sort of thing happening with it. It's a lot of very representational art. Um, certainly a lot of people are directly copying photographs and, you know, trying to yeah. do a direct representation. And while there's nothing wrong with that, and if that's your goal, and if that's, if, if your only creative goal is to be able to replicate a photo exactly, that's great. And there's a technical ability, you know, involved in that, that, yeah. you know, requires a high level of skill, certainly. Right, but, right. you know, where you're talking about, uh, inspiration and creativity and artistic voice, um, you know, what can you do with the medium you're currently using, whether it's mm -hmm. colored pencil or something else that is representational of what you individually as an artist like to create or how mm -hmm. it comes out of you? You know, I, I was telling John a story about how when I first started using colored pencil, I kind of fell into this whole thing of like, okay, well, it needs to look a certain way. The finish of it needs to be a certain yeah. way. And so... <laughs> Yeah. You know, initially I was doing a lot of like just burnishing everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah. Right. You know, and then I got into, you know, using solvent with it and yeah, experimenting yeah. and 
that experimentation is a big part of finding your voice with the media. Yes. You know, once I started using markers and pan pastel and different mediums, that started resonating with me a lot more. And I felt like I was able to sort of put my own stamp or start creating the artwork more like the way it naturally comes out of me instead of fighting it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, um, and, And I think that's really important, you know, and, and, Two artists that I think are doing that really, really well in the colored pencil space right now are Veronica Winters, and she is uh, she was on the podcast in episode three thirty seven, so you can yep. go back and listen to that interview. And as well, um, Peggy McGovern, she's episode three forty six. Forty six, yeah. Both of those artists, if you look up their work with colored pencil, it is unlike a lot of what you see typically happening with colored pencil and absolutely i love that personally because Mm. i just think you know between the color palettes that they're using their application of technique Mm -hmm. there's something really individual and unique happening there right and it's really you know in terms of inspiration like sometimes i think with certain things we get into this you know, even graphite to some extent, you know, graphite tends to be really like high realism and stuff too, right? So I think sometimes it takes looking at what different artists are doing with the media, like people who are trying yep. to sort of innovate and and follow what is um, authentic to them in terms of creativity, looking at those things and just thinking like, okay, like, it's okay, again, to, to want to use a medium in a very typical way. But, you know, for example, oil painting or painting in general, there's so many different styles and applications of using paint. And so right, why right. not for colored pencil? Why yeah, can't colored yeah. pencil have different right. applications? Why can't well, there right. be different and it, styles, right? Absolutely. And, and it does. I mean, to be fair, yeah. it does. But but you're right. There seems to be uh, almost... it it. Maybe this is anecdotal, but we do see, it seems, a lot of, I don't want to say copycat, but but copycat nearly. <laughs> like, and, and I think we all go through that. I mean, uh, if you're a beginner to a medium, is, uh, you know, in particular, then there is a tendency to do that. But I, I want to throw out a couple of other names as well. Barb mentioned some really good ones. I want to go way back into the archives to Morgan Davidson, which is yes. episode one of my personal favorites. Oh, and she has had a very, she had such a unique twist on, um, you know, using the medium of colored pencil. And another one would be Giddy Richt, who is our special guest teacher inside member circle for the month of August. And if you, if you aren't in there, you can join if, if the, if, if you're on the wait list and, um, you can see the recordings of her and other great teachers we've had in there, including Barb Sotiropoulos. Um, and oh, Giddy Richt, what's that? <laughs> said, oh, I thank you. <laughs> uh, seriously. And uh, so Giddy Richt was episode 321. So that should give you, you know, a good idea of just some of the artists that are doing some of the most innovative and creative things with the medium of colored pencil. Not, mm-hmm. not just uh, technique-wise, but like Barb alluded to, it's it's both in subject, it's in concept, it's in execution. Uh, they're they're really thinking outside of the box. And Giddy Richt in particular is she's using a different surface than most people do. Her process is very different, um, and yet she comes up with some of the most fantastic artwork. She's been featured in 
some of the most prestigious uh, magazines um, that you know that are out there. And so, yeah, look, take a look, guys, at at some of these artists. Not to copy them. No, that's not what we're saying. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that too. Some small studies and and copying what you're what you're seeing. But but to just get that creative juice flowing and to think outside of maybe what you feel like the norm is right now. Totally. Think that just the idea of like finding a way to innovate. And I mean, it's yeah. not something you have to share with everyone if you're not comfortable. But you know, if you're if you're having again a creative block or looking for a new yep. way to inspire yourself especially with colored pencil, you know, try using it with another medium or try, you know, yep. using it in a completely different way. Try looking at it from the perspective of if you had never taken any lessons with this medium, um, right. what would you do with it? How would you yeah. create with it? Yeah. What surface would you try it on? I mean, there's artists doing amazing work on wood, for example. Like, right, right. You know, there's lots of different ways you can apply this medium and use it. And I think if you're, again, if you're, your goal creatively is to look more for your own artistic voice, there's ways to do it in that way. And again, if you don't want to maybe stray so much from the technical side of things, think about what subjects you're creating when you're talking about developing your voice. You know, someone who is a great example of that or two people that are great examples of that are Cecile Baird, for example. I've talked about her a lot on yeah, this show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like she's doing still lifes, but she's doing them in such a way that is very uniquely her. And it's about the lighting. It's about, you know, the composition and those sort of things. And um, so Megan Sider is another person who is wonderful at you know she's doing she's doing this whole series of like still lights you know drawings with orchids that are phenomenal right like oh, and, and it's very uniquely her and it's yeah. her voice is in there um even so she's doing something that is high realism so yes there's there's ways to sort of develop and find your artistic voice in the, in the medium and across different mediums um just by having those threads that sort of connect Cecile Baird is episode 61. Ooh, and back in the archives. Yeah. And Megan Sider is, is episode 347. I hope that this was inspiring and uplifting. That's what it was intended to be. Think outside of the box. Increase your skill by, by, by getting uncomfortable and by just shifting your perspective. I mean, that's really what it's all about. You're increasing something about your visual vocabulary just by pushing yourself in uncomfortable ways. I think that's a wrap, Barb. What do you think? Yeah, you said awesome. it. Well, don't stop exploring and learning because that's where the most inspiration and you can stumble upon things that you didn't think that you would find yes. would push you forward. So. Yes, an accidental discovery, I think, just is so great. Put yourself out there. So if you've uh, not left a rating and or a review for the show, we would encourage you to do that. You can do that on any platform where you listen or follow or subscribe to the show, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. The list goes on and on. Amazon Music, uh, Audible, anywhere. We would appreciate that. It means a lot and appreciate you being here because there would not be a show if you were not listening. So catch you next time. Until then, take care and stay sharp. Bye-bye. Okay.
Yes. 